Happy Friday, everybody. Uh-oh. 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 Might want to uh, click the uh, one second. We will get rid of that. <laughs> or if someone could just let us know if we have a bunch of weird boxes. Yeah, if it's up there, it's you should just be able to uh, press uh, the info button or display button. At a box. At a box. See it? It's in a box. There you, oh, it's gone. We're good. It's fine. It, it's okay if it's up there. Sorry about those technical difficulties. You would think by 27. It wasn't up there until we went live. I know. <laughs> Welcome but. to Dudes with Beards podcast, episode 27. I'm Joe, and joining me are my co-host, Matt. And Darren, the video <laughs> broadcast is being streamed live to our Facebook and YouTube pages. The audio version of our podcast can be found on all major podcasting platforms by searching for Dudes with Beards podcast. Please visit DWB Show, DWB Show dot com for all of our social media links dot com on this show we will be discussing jeff bezos and his brother are going to space aboard a blue origin flight in july the tesla model s plaid plus is canceled <laughs> toyota debuts a new electric suv concept 21 evs range tested in norway 52 billion, billion. billion. senate bill to improve semiconductor shortage and 7-Eleven to install 500 EV charging ports Finally, by the end of 2022. Oh, wait. We don't have any 7-Eleven here, so it doesn't matter. Like, what yeah. is, where is yeah. the closest one? Columbus? Uh, no, Franklin. What? Is there one? There's a 7-Eleven in Franklin? Is there? Off the highway or right off the highway there? Or like by the... Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's not a 7-Eleven there. Yeah, I don't know where... Is that maybe up in Columbus or north? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where we, uh, we have 7-Elevens at. Maybe Lenny needs to bring one. What? Maybe Lenny needs to bring one here. Oh yeah, <laughs> we got all the BPs and speedways and all that stuff. So, I'm sure uh, other people. There's will no Seven Eleven in Franklin, says your wife. Well, can you Google map that for fact, us and find out where it's at? She's our official fact checker. Fact checker. What is the closest one, Liz? If you don't mind. Um. So. Anything I was, I was thinking of the Circle K right there. Oh, okay, Circle K. Yeah, there is one in Franklin, Ted, isn't there? Something's a riot. Circle there's, K. Is it Franklin or like the the UD exit? I know there's one in like the right off the UD exit too, isn't there? I could be wrong. I'm, I'm wrong all the time. So we uh the UD exit. Yeah, like the yeah in Dayton University of Dayton, um, where the UD Arena is at. Yeah. Is there in well, there? That's like way up there. He no, said, I'm just saying. He said Circle K. I just I thought there was one right there too, but I don't know about Seven Eleven. We'll, we'll see. Um, exciting news. So, um, you guys have anything you want to share? Uh, any exciting news? I counting week down to vacation. That's one, what one I'm more week, right? I am yep. on vacation next week. Not going anywhere, unfortunately, but do have a couple little things planned around the house and maybe catch up on some video editing and uh, get my garage cleaned up because I placed my order for my Tesla Model Three Performance last Friday. So one week ago today, when I ordered it, it said two to eleven weeks. And currently, my I, I don't I still got my reservation number. I don't have a you know VIN number or anything. But every day I go check it. So it, it originally said June 18th to the 30th, and then every day that I've checked it, um, I'll check it every couple of days. But it moves one day every day. So now it says June 24th to June 30th is my estimated. So I'm like, what happens when it gets to the 30th? Then it's just it's going to push me out to September. You know, that's what that's what's going to happen. She said. She said Cincinnati. Natty. Okay. 
That makes sense. Interesting. I uh, yeah, I remember seeing them somewhere <laughs> around here. I just couldn't remember where. Um, I'm sure there's others that we have driven by and just yeah. don't recollect. But the weird thing is, is like, uh, you know, talking to you guys yesterday is I, w- I was checking like, because the, uh, the, the model, the model S plaid was getting ready to, to, uh, I know, I know there still could, it still could be a possibility. So I'm not giving up hope yet. Just depends on what happens with my delivery date and stuff. So, um, I was checking on, uh, cause they did the live stream last night for the model S plaid. Um, I guess launch, I guess. I don't know what you call it. Cause they were actually delivering some of them yesterday. Right. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And, uh, I still only made it through halfway of the video. I never did get to finish all of it. It's like a 30 minute. Uh, and I, I was skipping through some of it. I yeah, just, but it was like 1130 at night. Wasn't it? 1130, 1130 Eastern. It was, uh, what? 830 Pacific. Um, so yeah, I didn't get to watch all of it. I'll finish that, that later. Is that Pacific or specific? Um, so I, I was like, Right to the point to where they were talking about the uh, the new motor. Did you see that part? They they put a carbon fiber. No, I, I was asleep. Well, I didn't know if you had a chance to watch it no, today or not. No. But they put a carbon fiber wrap on the rotor inside the new motors huh. to reduce what was it? Is it heat friction? Because they said the RPMs are so high, like it the centrifugal force it wants to expand. <laughs> so this. Wow. And it also helps with the regenerative braking somehow too, is what it was saying. Mm-hmm. That's as far as I got. So that's probably I didn't get to like the new UI stuff or anything. But um, yeah, if you go out to the Tesla YouTube or the Tesla, I didn't see it on their site. Like yesterday when you went out to their site, it was right there on the main page, the countdown to the live stream. But now it's on their YouTube page. But you can re- go out and rewatch it. It's pretty cool. Um, there are all, there are a number of people that oh, got to go yeah. to the event that you know made their own little live stream of it so did they you can find like all, it like uh, all the top uh tesla people and did they i don't even know that it was the top tesla people because there's a one guy's page is like bearded tesla dude oh he's he's it, he's actually coming up though i think but I've he doesn't have stuff. that many followers and he got did invited he, did he get one no or, he just okay. got invited to the reveal did uh you see did were they allowed to film when they uh going around the track at all did any of them do that they I mean, they did film, but most people just filmed the takeoff in okay. the tunnel. All right. Yeah, I like how they did the uh, live stream opening with uh, when Elon was at the the track, and then he just it, it, like it was like you barely seen him when he took off, and then it looked like they had like a drone shot or something. Mm-hmm. When he was going around the track. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It's crazy. Yeah, I need to see the. I need to watch the rest of it so I can see because you said there's a what you said a bunch of UI updates. Oh, it's completely different. It I looks wonder, it looks completely. different. Is the different. screen what size is that screen? I think it's is it still a little 15? bit bigger. I think it's bigger than the Y. So Y is 15. Yeah. Is the 3 15 or is yeah. it smaller? So it's like what, 16, 17? Yeah. But, and the UI is all different? Yeah. But hmm. why is it bigger? Bigger interior probably. And more. You got They probably got more room to make it bigger. But why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> four inches. <laughs> but why? <laughs> four, four, four inches. You sent me that TikTok. Did you send me that TikTok? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I send you so many. Yeah, this, that was, that was pretty good. That, you, I like the math. Oh, the, the four, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes, now he recalls. Yeah. I recall now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna definitely check that out. Um, uh, looks pretty cool. So, what, what color of Model Three Performance did you get? So I got. I had to go with the blue. You know, I was gonna go with the blue. That's my favorite color. That's why I was super disappointed when you got the blue, <laughs> and you upgraded the rims. I was like, man, that's what I was gonna get. So I was originally gonna get a Y. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? It's just me, and at 95 percent of the time. I don't need an SUV. 
we have a hatchback. Our Prius has a hatchback, and the seats go down. So I can, if I needed to get something large, I could probably get it in there. I mean, the Y is definitely more room than the Prius, but or I'll just ask Darren to borrow his truck or, or someone else that I know that has a truck. So, so you can just run to Home Depot and rent one of theirs for twenty one ninety five. Yeah, and then Menard's like super cheap too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not a big deal, or just have it delivered. But I mean, lumber so much. Who's going to be getting any lumber anytime soon? But I am. Um, yeah, Darren. Darren's got the big bucks. Yeah. Um, no, so I was like, uh, you know what? I I wanted the performance. I really wanted the performance. But I was like, not not really in the why though, because I just didn't think it was a much of a. You know, we talked about this, but uh, if I was, but in the three, because it's like three point one zero to sixty. <laughs> And with the Y sitting up a little bit higher anyway, being an SUV, having a lower suspension, I'm hoping the 3 is a little bit better ride, even though it's a lower suspension as well. Um, I'm sure it's not going to be as good as, you know, the the regular 19-inch rims. But, uh, you know, we'll see. And um, uh, the track mode, like, not that I'm probably going to use it, but I thought that was cool. I guess that's in the Y too, isn't it? Or is, it oh. not, is that only in the that 3? That might be in the performance. I just have a long range. Yeah. So... Just, just but, uh, a long range. Yeah, just. I'm getting, I'm gonna get the blue. <clears throat> but then, you know, Matt, you just got your PPF put on. You're getting ready to get your tent done. So I'm thinking about all that. Uh, which mats did you get? Tasmania. Tasmania. Those that fit on those are. I told you. Perfect, and it's super cheap for the whole kit. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you get the ones from Tesla, if you buy all of them, it's like 500 bucks. Yeah. Or like four, four fifty, four thirty. So yeah, I'm definitely. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to get those same mats. Hopefully, they're as good as fit in the three, which I would think they would be. But, yeah. Um, and I was I want to do PPF, but then we were t- we were talking about the the uh, stealth PPF, like having it giving it a little bit of a mat. But I don't know how much that costs, so I have to, have to check it out. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I haven't tried to think about it too much because it's only been a week, and it's it said to all it's I've said, thought about. <laughs> it said two to eleven weeks, and I haven't had a car for like almost two months now, so. It's it's get it get, does get annoying at times. Like if I wanted, like everybody was at work today, so there was no car here, um, so I couldn't. Uber ran out of dog food, couldn't get dog food, so couldn't go to the liquor store and get any new beers. So I mean, it's 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 like first world problems, right? It's not it's not the end of the world. I'll, I'll live, but uh, um, it'll be nice to to have a car again. So <laughs> you know, thinking about that, like all the stuff I want to get and everything like that. Like Matt had like all kinds of miles already ordered before his dude i had in. stuff already in the house for weeks before my <laughs> car I'm, arrived and i'm thinking about like what do i want to do to my like my garage has still got like it's it's drywalled but it's got the like the first coat of the tape in the mud on it and it hasn't been painted or anything i'm like can't be putting a tesla model performance model three in this piece <laughs> of crap i gotta at least paint this or something but then i was looking at like the pro slat walls or do i just do like some kind of paneling or something or do i just do the drywall work i don't know what i'm gonna do yet but I may do something. Uh, I may I may just put at least another coat of mud on it, just because I have pieces of tape that are peeling off from the mm-hmm. just the humidity and stuff, and they probably didn't put enough mud underneath no. of it to keep it on anyway. Yep, they um, just do enough to coat it in my house. Yeah, so yeah, a lot a lot of thing, lots to think about, and I've got plenty to do to keep my mind off of it. But yeah, I still like I've almost every day I've went and checked, which I'm gonna I'm, I'm sure you get a text message or an email or something when when you get your delivery date right. So there's no reason to check it daily. Nope. But your date changed a bunch. A lot. And and then what what'd you say it was? Thirty five days from de- order to delivery? Yep. I would be happy with that. Like even if it takes eleven or twelve weeks, I'm still be okay with that because I mean I'll I'll be able to get by. But uh, hopefully it's not 
that. And the scary thing is, like I was telling you guys yesterday, if you go out there right now and you go to order a long range Model Y, the delivery date says September. It doesn't even give you weeks. It just says, it September. says September. Now the performance Model Y still says two to eleven, mm. and then the standard range um, uh, Model Three. What was it? It was um, wasn't it September to October too? Um, I think it was pushed out. Yep. And then the long range and the performance were still like two to three to like. 10 or 11 so they weren't super long but then if you went to the to the s the s unless you're getting the plaid the plaid said june but then the regular s the the standard s or whatever whatever they're calling it now was uh uh december to or january to february Mm -hmm. and then the model x was like september for the normal one and then like i was like dang and that that well i'm just wondering if like it's because they're doing the refresh and they have to and they're retooling the lines for the new battery packs because did they say did he said it had a new battery pack in the model s plaid launch thing yesterday but did he say it was the new batteries he just said new battery pack mm-hmm. so it may not even be the new batteries i i think when he said the new it's a new battery pack i think it's just how they are building the pack so it's not the new it's batteries. like a new structure maybe, to maybe the pack not, a new you know external so it's not the new, not the new batteries then it's not the new batteries because he said the the Model S Plaid was just under 400 miles of range. It was like 380, 390. And then the long range or the regular version, uh, it's not called long range, is it? What is it called? It's the Model S standard or performance. Um, it was like 412 or something. Um, so those are definitely not the new batteries because that would be closer to 500, I would think, which is what the Roadster and the, and the Semi, at least one of the versions of the Semi is going to be, right? right? We don't really know though. Yep. I don't even know that they really know. Or or the in the Cybertruck, so um And that's and that's one of the reasons I'm not getting excited about the the lightning because just the timing of it. Well, yeah. I mean they they say, Oh, we're gonna be bringing uh, delivering in February or spring of twenty twenty two and it's like no, there's no, there's no way with chip shortages and, uh, and, and everything else. I mean, Ford has their manufacturing down to a T. Yeah. I mean, they've had years of experience, mm-hmm. so I don't think they'll have a problem manufacturing because it's pretty much F one fifty. Yeah. They're just changing some drive drivetrain and stuff, but the chips, but the chips, I mean, the and, and that's what, you know, I'm nine months out on my lease on my truck, and it's like, well, what do I do? Do I go ahead and yeah. buy the truck and then just wait, or do yeah. I go buy a beater with a heater? And <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, so hopefully, hopefully, you know, it'll all straighten out soon. But I think, I mean, they said it could take through 2022. Because it takes, I mean, the ramp in production up at the current semiconductor facilities, but in order to build a brand new one or even build one or retrofit or whatever they would do, it, it could take a couple of years, they said. So it's not something they can quickly scale up. So, and the, and the problem is the demand never stopped. The demand actually increased with COVID because mm-hmm. people wanted more laptops, uh, more tablets, more cameras yeah i mean people were wanting more devices because of work from home and and telecommuting and not less so the demand never decreased and that's kind of why um it is where it is now and then 
and then you had a lot of these car manufacturers actually they shut down for a while or at least scaled way down probably canceled orders things like that and then as they started ramping back up they were like oh we can't get these chips because they're being put in (laughs) that's why you can't get an xbox the new xbox or a new playstation or well yeah because all those chips are going into the new tesla (laughs) or 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 the unify uh protect or a unify or or a um a gpu because even though nvidia has it yeah they make the chip the main chip but there's other uh supplemental chips that have to go on those boards that they can't get that that's that's it's just a supply issue so that's crazy it'll get better um going forward but it, it could be a year or so before it gets like to where you could just get whatever you want without a, a, an added delay i guess and hopefully that that what we're seeing from tesla with these now these things being pushed out so we don't know if like the model y long range like i said september like is that because there's so many people that have ordered it or is it because there's a supply chain issue that they are having a problem with, or is it both? So I'm thinking it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Even though Tesla said that they'd done things to secure chips and things like that that they needed, but if the, if the demand has gone through the roof, which I suspect it probably is, um, at least it's growing. I mean, we know that. Um, they're probably start because the, now they're making vehicles and other countries that they weren't making before. So now they've got to get chips for them too. Pretty soon they're going to be making cars in another <clears throat> factory in the United States. Yeah. And, and also, and, and, and no, so that's going to ramp so. up the numbers. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, anything else exciting or anything else you wanted to talk about since uh, the last podcast? Fellas? What are we, uh, what are we drinking? I hung my TV in my basement. I did. Did you, did you, or I did. I seen that. Did you buy a new one, or did you already have that? That, that one? was the one that was in the uh, great room. That was the sixty inch that was in the great room. Oh, the old one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were saving it for that. Yeah. Gotcha. And because it looks huge down there. Yeah, I mean, it's, I was wanting to get a. I was wanting to get you have a eight new, foot ceiling down there. Yeah, because uh, I was wanting to get a bigger TV for down there, but then I hung that on the wall, and I was like, "Yeah, that's probably big enough for that space." So, I, I think it looks perfect. Yeah. Because it does it have um. Did it have Amazon TV built in, or did you hook no, one up to No, I got it? a fire stick on it. Okay. Did you you pre-wired that with an outlet and stuff behind there yeah. already, didn't you? Yeah. Because you uh, were I have, there. I have uh, lines. I have network lines yeah, and all my speaker wires, except I don't remember where they are because that was like three years ago. So what do you have <laughs> left? Just like ca- countertops? Sink? I got to do my countertops, my sink. Trim? Uh, trim. And I gotta finish grouting the rest of the uh, tile floor. Where at? Uh, from basically uh, the bar area. Oh, you never grouted that. I didn't. I didn't grout that all the way over to the next hallway. Gotcha. Then I just got paint some doors and just little, little things. Getting put, close. Put carpet on the stairs. New carpet on the stairs and stuff. So. Carpet? Not uh. You don't want to do like LVP or? <laughs> well, I didn't. Uh, with the dogs coming in with wet paws and I yeah, didn't want yeah. at least it'll dry them like doing something like a really like Berber or indoor outdoor or something. Right. And then, you know, with, with people coming in maybe from the, the pool to use the bathroom down there. I mean, I just wanted it, it easy to clean up and I got it. I got, be I anti, it. anti slick. Yeah. You know, like coming in from the pool and busting their butt right there. Well, they might bust their butt <laughs> on the tile anyways, but well, at least the, well, you could put a rug right there, I guess, when they first come in, just to catch some of it. But uh, awesome. Anything else, Matt? I don't think so. What do you got? 
You got uh, uh, you got the new Ermels? Yeah, the Creamsicle. It is a Belgium-style cream ale brewed with orange, vanilla, and spices. Who's that from? Uh, Warped Wing. It's like, what is that, four and a half? What was it? I don't remember. I don't, remember. I don't think it was too high. I don't even think I looked at it. Yeah, I don't know if it was on there or not. I don't see it. It's pretty good. I have a uh, platform, which they're out of Cleveland, right? Um, or uh, are they? Five, 5.4. 5.4. Yep. Uh, platform in Cleveland? Or Cleveland Columbus. area? Columbus. I thought it was Columbus. Yeah, I don't know if it's as Or somewhere there. up in that middle it's of the a, state. It's uh, a... A haze jude, it's a hazy Indian pale. Mm, that's good stuff. Tropical fruit, pine, <laughs> and grapefruit. They so they used to it was this was just and this is a six percent um my scooter parade. Huh? What is she talking about? Scooter parade? Why was it a parade? <laughs> Matt needs to talk about a scooter parade. Oh. Is it was the there? Snap, I thought it was just one. The Snapchat uh, that was so much fun. Megan oh. said. Um Yeah, so this is a... Uh, they used to just make this like once or twice a year, and now they make it year-round, so it's pretty good stuff. What are you drinking, Matt? I whipped up an old-fashioned with uh, some Weller. Pretty good. Green yeah. label? It says Cle- Cleveland and Cleveland. Antique? Red label, baby. Ooh. Cleveland and Portsmouth, New oh. Hampshire. What? I guess they have another brewery in Portsmouth, hmm. New Hampshire now. Parade of one. <laughs> yeah, as I say, that wasn't a parade. It was just one, right? Just me goofing off on the road. Whose scooter was that? Madison's. It's it still electric? pretty funny. It's a uh, so it's one of those hoverboards, but then you buy a kit that puts that little seat on it. Oh, okay. So we were having problems with the kit depressing the pressure sensors because you have to, you know, when you stand on it, that's when it engages. So we were so doing some. You didn't have enough weight on it. it. It was just how the brackets they weren't spaced out far enough to actually gotcha. completely go over the hoverboard so i just had to adjust them and did i i, I just wanted to test when it was out. this two days ago i must have two or three it. days ago i thought yeah. i seen a scooter but i didn't realize it was mad on there yeah i have to go back i laughed oh can't now can't now snapchat. it's gone snapchat oh well thank god it's just on snapchat <laughs> right megan <laughs> megan's probably got it saved her phone she I probably can, does i can watch it tomorrow i don't know you could pull up some of the uh some of the facial reactions of our last beer Beer tasting. <laughs> yeah, so if, if anybody isn't aware, we started a new series called Beer Drop Review. So there's beerdrop, beerdrop.com. You can go on there and subscribe to a monthly beer uh, service. And you can pick your styles and everything like that. So we did episode two last podcast. We're going to do episode three tonight. So look for that in the next uh, – I said I said two days last time. I was like, oh, I'll have it up by Sunday. It was like Monday or Tuesday. So – Next week, sometime we'll have episode three up. Looks like I'm excited because it looks like we got some good beers this time. Like, oh yeah, the first one wasn't too bad. We had like two of them that were pretty good, and then like three mediocre. Last time we had like one of them that was really good, and like four mediocre. I think this time it looks like we have the potential of having um, at least three or four of them be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so. I, know. I really like that Scottish ale. So I d- yeah, that was the one that I think was the best one. Um, well, well, the, the uh, beer. was the the um. The fruit of beer, the other one, the uh, it was the one that we got the from the same brewery. No, that one was good, but the one that we really liked was the oh, um, the blueberry one. No, the uh, horchata. Oh yeah, yeah, horchata was really good. Did you like that? You liked that one too, didn't you? I think so. I don't know. Anyway, we're, we're gonna do that, so that'll be coming out soon. So look for that if you haven't seen that series. Uh, they're on our, um, they're on our uh, YouTube page only. 
but I've posted it to our Facebook and our Twitter so you can find the link. Because um, we're not doing that live. It's just something that we're recording and uploading afterwards. But, yeah, so Matt um, made some pretty good uh, – <laughs> And I don't know why I even I was editing it and I was just like, what was that? And I like rewind, I zoomed in on. I was like, okay. And I so I had to like emphasize it is it was fun and not trying to make fun of Matt, but it was a lot of fun. It was fun. I didn't realize I did like half of them. He was I was just like, what is he doing? (laughs) He's like, it was it was funny. It it was it was ten thirty at night and I get a text message from Joe and says, What is Matt doing? It was like a Monday, it's like Monday night or something. I'm like Elizabeth, check this out. And he was already asleep. And, then, and so he, was, he didn't see it till the next morning. <laughs> what did you think when you woke up and seen that? You're like, what is this? Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Did, like, did it make you laugh? Yeah. Okay. That's and what, it made me laugh. It's made me laugh the few times I have watched it. <laughs> awesome. That was the goal. Yeah, it was good. All right. Ready to jump into the articles? Let's go. Some All of right. us are. Some of us? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's that's new. What is it? What the wrong what the, view? What the wrong button? Um, so first up, we have from APNews.com. So Jeff Bezos plans to go to space aboard a Blue Origin flight coming up in July. Um, and uh, the what is it? Space or is it the upper atmosphere? <laughs> Thank you, Neil. Good clarification. <laughs> so yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tyson <laughs> kind of ruined that for us because yes. he explained like <laughs> space and upper atmosphere. Because what did he say? You had to be how many miles like to actually leave the full gravitational pull of the Earth? Like, yeah, yeah. So there actually Science. hasn't there hasn't been as many people that have left the complete Earth atmosphere than you think. Right. But that was pretty cool. If you follow Neil, go go and check out. This is TikTok, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, check him out on TikTok. He's hilarious. But he's talked about it on other programs, I think too. On the Space, um, what's his YouTube, Space Talk? Not Space Talk. Um, what is the YouTube show? Um, I don't know. He always uh, has He's got a podcast on, on YouTube that they, <clears throat> um, I don't know why I can't think of it, but anyway. Yeah, so that was funny. So I guess Jeff posted, this is from his Instagram, um, and it says, ever since I've, I was five years old, I've dreamed of traveling to space. On July 20th, I will take that journey with my brother, the greatest adventure with my best friend. So um, we talked about this, I think, maybe three or four episodes ago where you were mentioning, Darren, that he has kind of stepped back away from the daily operations of, of Amazon mm-hmm. to be – uh, focus on. He's still on the board and stuff like that, but he. I think the focus was he was going to focus more on the Blue Origin stuff, right? Correct. And maybe philanthropy and stuff like that. But um, did you guys watch the video, like the thirty second mm-hmm. Instagram? I, I'm not going to play it because the audio, and I don't want to get flagged because even if we played without audio, it seems like you can still get flagged nowadays. But the link is in the show notes. If you go, if you're watching on either YouTube or Facebook, it's, it's linked down below already. Quick you question. Can, I yeah. noticed that uh, you didn't have Twitch up there. Was there a reason? Oh, um, yeah. I'll tell you in a second. Okay. No, 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 there's no, no, no bad reason. It's just uh, uh, we we got that spam last time. Oh yeah, I forgot. And I went that. back like historically. So Twitch only keeps your streams for two weeks and it deletes them uh, unless you go and highlight it, which I can do that, and I've been doing that to keep them on there. But I went back and looked at everything that we've done since we started on Twitch, and we average like less than one viewer. Even even nobody goes back and watches the previously recorded stuff, right? Unless you're streaming on Twitch consistently, three or four times a week, 
I just don't think we're going to build up the audience over there. And plus, if you do get an affiliate or even partner status, they restrict you from being able to live stream on more than one platform, uh, which is theirs. Okay. So, you know, as we get more people watching live, we're going to need people to help moderate Facebook and, and YouTube. And it's going to be, you know, I'm just kind of thinking ahead. And I'm just like, it, we, I was doing it just to, you know, because we've gotten a few people come over from there. Mm-hmm. And, and but it's Norway. Yep. it's it's not enough to where I think it's worthwhile to keep doing all three because it's just going to cause us eventually we're not going to be able to do all right. three. Eventually we're probably only going to be able to do one if it gets to. I think these two are pretty good. Our, our biggest audience is definitely YouTube and Facebook, so that's why. Okay, and I meant to say something to you guys before. Man, but. good eye. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you get a chance, go to that Instagram link down in the show notes and watch his uh, his little, his video. It's like thirty seconds long. And it's him asking his brother, hey, will you go yeah. do this? His brother's like, hell yeah. You risk um, your life with me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Just think about being the richest person in the world. And then, <laughs> and then gambling your life yeah. on one little trip. Yeah. But also, there the, the, the other side of that is you're the richest man in the world. And you believe in your company so much. Yeah. You don't see Elon doing this. I'm sure he will. He's, I mean, but Elon has said that he will die on Mars. Yeah, but he hasn't, he's not ready to go up yet. Right. (laughs) No, I think it's super cool. Like, I'm definitely going to be watching and hopefully everything goes well because if it didn't, that would be crazy. But that's probably one of, that's probably, you know, that's why he's, he's kind of started distancing himself from the daily operations. Like how they, any other like is it a, a it's a crude a rocket like a crude mission yeah because so they, they've they done have some, like a dragon kind of thing on the top yeah I mean um they've done a couple yeah. of crude missions already um and they just don't get the they don't get the yeah they don't get the publicity that that SpaceX that does SpaceX does but you can go out to the Blue Origin I think I think they have either their Facebook or their YouTube and mm. you can watch. They have just as many, uh, not just, they haven't had the same amount of flights, but. Does the, does the Virgin Mobile guy still do those? I haven't seen anything on. big, that plane that goes way, way up where you yeah, can experience the, all that. Like the, the weightlessness, zero, the weightless energy, gravity. Yeah, or yeah I, probably. Was that Richard Branson? Yeah, that's his name. I don't know. I couldn't think of it. Mm. I'm sure he does. It's just, it's, you just, everything's SpaceX. Which, because he has a, he has a, a. Isn't he in the space race too? Yeah, yeah. It's like um, Virgin it? Galactic or yeah, that sounds about Virgin right. Galactic, I think. But um, yeah. So it says, outdoing his fellow billionaires in daredevilry, <laughs> Jeff Bezos will blast into space next month when his Blue Origin company makes its oh its first flight with a crew. So I thought they had already done a flight with a crew. My my apologies. He is going to do the first cr- crewed flight. That's, that's that's ballsy. Yeah, that's that's like I said, hey. He, uh, the 57 year old founder. I didn't know he was 57. I thought he was like 50. Is that old? I'm surprised. Looks, he looks hey. like he's 45. Hey, he's the richest yeah. man in the world. Yeah, I get it. Hey, science. No. What? The what? older you get, age really. It, it. You know. Think about when you're in your 20s. You're like, man, 40 so old. And oh, I know. It's just it's, you're 40 but, now. But when, but when you uh, when you uh. When you're not used to working outside and, and, and building something for 12 hours a day, like you do that stuff all the time. Like if I do it now, I feel it for a couple of days. <laughs> uh, so 
I started back on my in-laws. Uh, yeah. And I was doing the roof, and I was, like, bending over straight leg. <laughs> Felt I, that, could, I felt could, that one. I could barely walk the See, next day because exactly. my legs were so tight. Exactly. <laughs> so the 57-year-old Amazon founder, the richest person in the world by Forbes, Forbes's estimate, will become the first person to ride his own rocket to space. Um, he announced his intentions Monday, uh, this past Monday, so uh, about five days ago, and in an even bolder show of confidence, said he will share the adventure with his younger brother and best friend Mark, an investor and volunteer firefighter. He said that it will make it more meaningful. The, the video is really cool. Like you know, it's it's pretty touching, and, and the way he asked him and yeah, everything, I'll I thought, have to go back I thought and it was really it. cool. So Blue Origins uh, debut flight with people aboard. After fifteen success, this will be the debut flight with people aboard a crew. After fifteen successful test flights of its reusable new new Shepard rockets, will take place on July twentieth. A date selected because of its it is the fifty second anniversary of the first moon landing by Apollo 11's. Neil, uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. So that, that's cool. Hopefully the weather holds and they don't have to postpone or so anything. So I wonder, uh, has he and his brother had this plan and been going through the training? I would hope so because this? if it's a month away, it might have about six, five, six weeks away, I would think that they probably shot that video a while back and he's just been holding just, on to it. But yeah. also uh, just that something popped into my head so you know spacex has the dragon mm -hmm. and they got the shepherd right. i wonder how they come up with those names for those know. do not because, know the history behind that you know you know what a shepherd is he leads right. the flock to certain places so maybe i don't know i'm sure there's some significance behind here. both of them but i'm not aware of it mm -hmm. well um, you can figure out what dragon is it's just breathing fire yeah that, yeah, that could fire. be it <laughs> could be um <laughs> So the brothers will the Bezos brothers will launch from uh, remote West Texas alongside the winner of an online charity auction. So remember that back yeah, uh, a couple uh, like mm -hmm. three four months maybe that was like six months ago wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, maybe even last year. There's no word yet on who else might fill the six person capsule during the wow. ten minute flight that will take its passengers to an altitude of about sixty five miles, one hundred and five kilometers, just beyond the edge of space. And then return to Earth without. So they're not even going to go into orbit. They're just going up and then coming back down. Which okay, that makes more sense. They're they're not going to be up there for any extended amount of time. Or but I would I would want to go into orbit. But yeah, they're still testing it. I get it. Yeah, but when when you go into orbit, you know the mathematical complications of coming back into. Yeah, it's and way the, more technical. Yeah, and the pulls and it's just science, Matt. <laughs> But Bezos said he's been dreaming about going to space since he was five years old. He says, to quote, to see the Earth from space, it changes you. How does he know? He hasn't been there yet. <laughs> he's a dreamer. It changes your relationship with this planet, with humanity. It's one Earth. And we've heard a lot of other astronauts and, and space travelers say similar things, right? When you're, like, especially people that have been up on this International Space Station for because an extended time. I mean, you're just, you're looking at this tiny little planet. Well, it's not tiny, but... You just you get a different sense, and that's probably what he's talking just, about, right? Just think about going to a different place for vacation, and and <laughs> just no, going to space. No, I mean, but hold on, stay stay with me. And like one of my dreams, oh, I forgot to say that. Uh, one of my <laughs> dreams is to see the Northern Lights, and to see the beauty that the Earth holds, but see it at a different level. 
I mean, I totally understand, you know, just, just right. like I've been to Hawaii. I've been, you know, down been in to Hawaii. Yeah. Been to, in the Caribbean, you know, and you see all these beautiful I've places. I've been to the Caribbean. You well, see, I guess on a cruise, I technically have. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was on a cruise. But you see all these beautiful places and then you, I, I want to go to the moon. Oh yeah. I've I mean, always wanted to go to the moon. I mean, you know, Artemis, the whole project awesome yeah but to to just think about if you're on vacation and you see the beauty of what you see either it be ocean mountains whatever you like and you exponentially scale it up to being in space and seeing the earth i I mean i can totally understand no i get it i mean i mean hopefully one day we all get that chance but no um, i want to stay down here you're not interested man oh no (laughs) what if I, what if eventually your Tesla can just take you up there? Okay, I'm in. <laughs> what if you had a back injury, but not so bad that you you had to use crutches here to walk? Oh. And if you went to the moon at one six gravity, you could walk again. Science, man, science. Mm. Yeah, but wouldn't I have to walk around mm. in a spacesuit? No. Well, not in well the ho- hopefully, hopefully we'll have a base base up there by then, but. Um, so it says, uh, okay. uh, his brother added, uh, to quote, I wasn't even expecting him to say that he was going to be on the first flight. <laughs> and then when he asked me to go along, I was just awestruck. Um, so Bezos will step down as Amazon CEO 15 days before liftoff. So I know he's been backing away, but, but I didn't I know. The, I thought an article like maybe this was just all ago. in the planning of it. Uh, maybe. Oh, he announced months ago that he okay. wants to spend more time on his rocket company. As well as his newspaper. What newspaper did he buy? Washington Post. Is it the one? Okay. The wa- oh, right. <laughs> Duh. God. His stake in Amazon stands at $164 billion, which will make him by far the wealthiest person to fly to space. Until now, thrill-seeking billionaires have had to buy capsule seats from the Russian space program or, more recently, Elon Musk's SpaceX, which plans its first private flight in September. Hmm. These orbital trips, generally lasting several days, which visits... With visits to the National Space Station, have have cool. cost tens of millions of dollars per person. The flight by Blue, Blue Origin's New Shepard capsule, named for Alan Shepard. Oh, there we go. The There's first the American answer. in space will last five minutes less than Shepard's history-making suborbital suborbital ride aboard a Mercury capsule in 1961. Huh. Uh, Blue Origin's capsule, but Blue Origin's capsule is ten times roomier with a huge window at every seat. The Six biggest window. The, the biggest windows. Ever built for a spacecraft, in fact. I wonder um, how thick that is. It's got to be pretty thick. Thick. The company based in Kent, Washington, is working to develop an orbital rocket named after John Glenn, the first American to circle the Earth. Uh, Bezos' flight will officially kick off the company's space tourism business. The company has yet to start selling seats to the public or even to announce a ticket price for the short trips, which provide about three minutes of weightlessness. Uh, Blue Origin's launch and landing site is 120 miles southeast of El Paso, close to the Mexican border. After the capsule separates, the rocket returns to Earth and lands upright to be used again. The capsule, also reusable, descends under parachutes. Huh. So uh, they're going to do a water? Water, water rescue, looks like. Um, Virgin Galactic's Richard Branson, a tie-loathing, mountain-climbing, hot-air-ballooning daredevil, also plans to ride into space aboard his own airplane-launched rocket ship later this year. 
after one more test flight over New Mexico. Virgin Galactic completed its third test flight into space with a crew two weeks ago. Why are we not seeing this? I, I don't know. The company doesn't want him want him climbing aboard until the craft is thoroughly proven. The 70-year-old Branson on Monday offered congratulations to Bezos, a tame, bookish Wall Streeter by comparison. Branson tweeted that their two companies are opening up access to space. How extraordinary. I guess I need to go out there and make sure I'm following their, them on Twitter and stuff because I yeah. just haven't seen anything. Like, you just don't – everything's – Everything's uh, SpaceX, SpaceX. 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 So, I wonder. <clears throat> Branson's company is like, eh, we don't want you right doing this until we know it's going to be okay. Like, did Bezos yeah, but, like, f you guys? I'm going. I don't care what you say. Like, well, I own this company. I I'm think gonna so. Go. Yeah. What was that? What was that movie with? Um, right stuff. Back to the Future. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, well, the it, right stuff is space when they go up in it, space. No, it had it had the um, fly the navigator. Crap, I cannot think right now. <laughs> I Forget love that it. movie. I, I feel like <laughs> that was such a good movie. movie. But it the was space. It, space movie no, or? it was not a space. What was movie. it about? It was uh, a guy who uh, met his old fling or somebody he adored. Her name was Polly, but he was an insurance safety guy, and he was. God, what is the name of that movie? What does this have to do with Liz, can you help us out? What does this have to do with the article? Well, the the CEO, the big CEO, was doing all this, like, base jumping and all this stuff, and the insurance company wouldn't cover him anymore. And he was basically like, F you. I'm going to do what I want. I don't know. I don't remember what movie is. Ben, Ben, what was his name? Ben Stiller was in it. Ben Stiller? Yeah. Was he the CEO? 40-year-old virgin? No. Was he, he the C- was he the CEO doing no, all this stuff? No, no. Was it the Secret Life of Walter Mitty? That no, wasn't it. It was a. Uh, that wasn't. What was the girl no. from Friends? Jennifer uh, Aniston. Yeah, she was in it too. Why did I even know? I uh, yeah, I don't. And there's I don't, only uh, a couple girls. I, 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 know, I vaguely remember. Hold on. That a movie about that, but I couldn't tell you what it was called. Sorry, sorry for this. Uh, you weird, weird, weird doing that. Weird tangent. While you're doing that, it says until recently, Blue Origin had been criticized by some for proceeding too slowly especially when compared with SpaceX. Bezos adopted, Bezos adopted as the company's motto, gratitim ferociter, Latin for step-by-step ferociously, and had it emblazoned on the so-called lucky cowboy boots he wears to his company's space launches. <laughs> okay. I mean... You do you, son. <laughs> Blue Origin admirably has gone about it carefully and has built a reliable and less ambitious vehicle and is... Likely to succeed, the director of Vanderbilt University Aerospace Design Lab, uh, Amateur Anil Kumar, said in an email Monday, um, it is noteworthy that Bezos feels comfortable taking his brother for a ride. That is probably the best exclamation for safety and reliability. What year to come out? Uh, I don't know. It was a Long Came Polly. Oh, okay. Was the name of the movie. I that's, a, that's been a while. Yeah, that, it, was, it was pretty old. While Blue Origins and SpaceX's capsules are fully automated, Virgin Galactic has two pilots in the cockpit for cockpit for every space flight. A 2014 accident left one pilot dead and another seriously injured. So they're going up and then shooting it off of the plane instead of ground launches. I guess I guess that's safer. I don't know, but 2004. But they're they're way behind technically as far as reusability at that point, aren't they? Because I don't think these things are they're not landing or anything. Right. As for this seat that is being auctioned off, Blue Origin opened online bidding on May 5th. 
the 60th anniversary of Shepard's flight. It's up to $2.8 million currently. It will conclude Saturday, tomorrow. You get your bid in. Yeah. The winning bid amount donated uh, to Club for the Future, Blue Origins Educational Foundation, which encourages youngsters to pursue car- uh, careers in science. Nearly 6,000 people from 143 countries have taken part in the auction. That's crazy. Wow. That's a... Uh... So, if the auction is up to $2.8 million, are they just giving the money to these charities to get the seat? And well, it's it's going to the, their educational charity, you said. Well, I understand that, but is is each bid you're actually paying that money? To... No, no, no. It's, it'll be the highest bid. Okay. Wins. Yeah, it's like it's like eBay, I guess. Whoever has the highest bid come the end of the mm-hmm. auction tomorrow will get the seat. It's exciting times, though, fellas. I mean, well, well, and I remember when they first announced this. This was last year, last summer, wasn't it? Because there, remember, we were reading the requirements. Like, you had to be a certain under yeah. a certain height. Certain weight. weight. You had to be like no pre-existing medical conditions of any kind. I think I was the only one that was allowed to go. Yeah, because if you don't have um, like yeah your weight and like if you're too tall you couldn't go too short. Well, uh, was there too short? But I guess you had to be under like six feet or something, wasn't it? Like that, I don't remember. But crazy. I thought you were gonna say something. I did too. I, I was like that. I was, but I didn't. Go, I didn't want to go say it. it. Just say it. Well, he said too short. Don't do it. And and if you think to Austin Powers, Mini Me was in space, and they were. Oh. <laughs> did you get another beer? Yeah. You already got another one. Yeah. And didn't give me one. You were talking. <laughs> a, a good a good friend would have been like, oh, he probably needs one too. What? I'm sorry. Can I I'm just I I <laughs> am the V8 powered gas guzzling truck owner over here to the I don't have a car yet. You have a Prius. Yeah, but I share that. It's but <laughs> I don't have like He's he's so mad. It, he would he could have had his Model Y by now if it wasn't for Ford. Liz could have bought a Model Y. Has Liz seen a written yet? Did she see no, yours? She, she wrote, wrote in Kevin's. Kevin's. Remember, that was the whole reason is why. He, he, is his just like yours? Is just a black? Yeah, correct. Gray? Is he black or gray? Black. black. But he has the same wheels and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd she think? She liked it. Not more than her Not more than her car, though. No. Uh, not no. enough fancy stuff. Well, she never test drove one, that, did she? But when she was no. considering what she was going to do. No, she, she's always wanted a Mercedes, so. Yeah, I get it. Ever since got, I've known her, she's she, wanted a Mercedes. She got she got her Mercedes. I get it. Will she get another one and another one and another one and another one? No, she says she wants to buy this one and keep driving it. So, I mean, we've been happy with it. That's I mean, cool. I, I mean, I, like, I didn't like the renderings the, the, when I seen it on pictures, but I really like it in person. Yeah. But some of their new stuff that's, I don't know, it's just, I don't know if it's that German styling or what. Yeah. It just, it's weird, but so is a Cybertruck. So and it, it grows on, it like, it grows on you the more you see well, it, right? you know, I, I, I love Harley's, and when the Road King came out, I was like, "God, that's oh, hideous!" Yeah. And that's the only bike I want now. The Road King, yeah, because you don't want a zero. Was it zero G? No, because it doesn't have enough range. I thought the zero G had like one sixty. Was that enough? No. Like, what would you what what, what would be your average mileage oh. for a, like a good decent ride? Okay, so my two thousand nine. Street Glide I had, I got 50 miles a gallon in it. Mm-hmm. 
And, what I, was and it holds seven gallons. Hmm. So I could go forever. I would think 160 to 200 ish on a bike is pretty good. Isn't, isn't it? No. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd ride a couple hundred miles easy. Well, once the charging network's in place and you can stop for 15 minutes and get right. 80% charge, it won't be a big deal anyway. No, but it's more than likely you're going to stop and but eat the price, eat the, the price on all those electric. Oh, yeah. Well, that zero G one wasn't too bad. What was it like 20 something? Yeah. What's the Harley you're wanting? Uh, well, I want a CVO version of it, How but much is it? Uh, about 31. <laughs> Complains about electric vehicles, but then he'll spend just as much on a internal combustion. Uh, All right. Next article up we have. Why don't I keep hitting that? So Elon Musk says that the Model S Plaid Plus is canceled. So he tweeted this. Um, this was from Engadget.com uh, on June 6th. Um, go to the tweet. It says, so this was June 6th. He said Model S goes Plaid, plaid speed this week, and this was the launch that happened yesterday. And then uh, as a reply to that, he said Plaid Plus is canceled. No need as Plaid is just so good. I mean, Plaid is what, 1.9, 0 to 60? And what was the Plaid Plus, 1.6? I don't know that I really ever read anything yeah. about Plaid Plus. It was just like more miles or something I thought was really was it? the Plus. Let's, let's see. Oh, here it is. Um, da, da, da. We got, so that they, they refused to comment, but uh, the Plaid Plus trim remains listed in the Automaker's configuration tool. I, it was I didn't see it on there anymore yesterday yeah, when not, I looked. It's not been there. They said it was grayed out, but I didn't even see it on there. So it has been for a while, and it isn't available for pre-orders. There's a chance this could be a joke, although the SEC couldn't be wouldn't be pleased if that were the case. Yeah, I understand that. Um, though the Plaid Plus was supposed to be faster, but the difference wasn't guaranteed to be huge. You'd be buying it for the added range over 520 miles versus the 390. Yep. Okay, so it, the Plaid Plus is probably going to have the new batteries. Mm. So I'm just wondering, like, I mean, think about it. Like the difference between the Plaid Plus and the Roadster probably was very small. The Roadster is like what 1.6 normal, that and was it one nine. It was at one nine as well. Mm-hmm. So and it was like around 500 miles. But one at one at 1.1 with the uh... with the. With the uh, the space, the SpaceX the, package, the space, yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, why not just get the Roadster at that point? Because it was going to be close to the same price, wasn't it? But you got you got to think like you have the Plaid Plus with five hundred and twenty miles of range. Plus, it's a four door. It's huge. It's a four door too. And the Roadster is just yeah. It's who true. knows how small those little seats are going to be in the back of the Roadster? I've not really seen uh, much. It'll it'll probably be the same size. As the extended cab S10 fold down seats were, <laughs> they came in from the side, didn't they? Oh goodness! <laughs> you were like squished behind. So yeah. <laughs> um, there's also the question of product overlap. The next gen Roadster was supposed to be Tesla's no compromise performance EV until the Model S Plaid Plus showed up. The souped up four door blurred the lines and challenged the Roadster's reason for existence. This might carve out space for the Roadster, making it the obvious pick if you want the speediest vehicle Tesla. So that's what I was thinking. Is like. It's so close to the Roadster, other than the size, and if you want those extra seats. So, um, but. when are people just going to start just hacking into and turning up? I mean, there's got to be people out there that are, I mean, all these drag racers that's been around forever 
and wanting to get into the EVs and want to start. They don't care about the. I mean, they have the. Oh, Tesla you mean like the self and build, strip, self build stuff? No, they're doing it already. And stripping them down and and running their own software. They're doing it. Okay, I I just have it. Yeah, we just other other than that. Well, that the guy, guy that was on yeah. TikTok, what was he building? Uh, a charger. A charger. Yeah, an uh, old seventies charger. God, that thing is so God, sweet. Is, yeah. What do you call it? Hell, hell electric. Because he, I, I, the last one I seen from him was when he was driving it around his block. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's he's got new uh two new packs cuz two of his packs was bad. Hmm. But uh he had one today where he was out actually like 0 to 60 and like I mean he, really? he said I'm going to take it easy and then all of a sudden he's at 60 and I was like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, hmm. it's nasty. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on that. I have to look that up. I haven't seen anything from him lately. Hmm. I don't know. I that that plaid is just gorgeous though. I, and, I and love the, that black now, that he drove. I up didn't there see. On stage. Was it the, was that the uh, mar, the dark maroon or was that black? The car, black. It looked maroon off some of the off some of the uh, reflections. Maybe, maybe it was the root beer well, color. Well, remember the one that he was seen driving? It was that super dark maroon. They thought that was going to be a new color, but it's not on the website as an option. I don't yeah. think. So I don't know. I, w- I mean, I hope, like, I could see them if they were going to add new colors. I can see them doing it at the high end range first because that's, you know, it's going to get well, people yeah. to buy, spend more money on that stuff. But, well, I mean, you paid extra for your blue, didn't you? I did. What's like, what, a thousand? A thousand bucks. Yeah. Which is weird that you charge, they charge extra. It's metallic blue when as the pearl white is multi coat and the red is multi coat, but the blue, the black, and the gray are not multi coat, right? So, why do they cost more? Because yeah, it can, I guess. Because that's the color we want. I wasn't about to drive a white car. I know that. I don't know. Yeah, just white, a white or a black white. car, just everything shows up on them. I think, in my opinion. Yeah, but white with blacked out trim and black. Oh, I, trim. Like Joey's hat is the white with the white interior. Um, I couldn't have white interior. <laughs> and it, like, if he would have had the, uh, if he would have got the upgraded rims with the, you know, the silver rims. Um, I think it would have looked. I mean, I like the arrow rims, but uh, especially in person, it, lo- it looks really good. But if he would have had the silver rims, I think it would have. Uh, I, I I like the way it looks, but for like a black or, or or a blue or even the gray, I don't think the white interior looks. It's not that bad on the blue and the red, but like the black and the gray, I don't think the white interior looks that good. It looks good on the blue, does it? it? Yeah. But I, if you're gonna tint all your windows and everything, what's the point? Yeah. Because like you said, it's just gonna be harder. Potentially, like there's been a lot of people that have done videos and stuff, like long-term owners, and they they said that it's super easy to clean and they haven't had any issues. But right. still, if you've got ceramic tint, you're not. It's not going to be a heat issue at that point, more than likely. No, yeah, it's just all I know is when transfer. when Elizabeth got hers and there was white interior, it was like we have a f- well four-year-old at the time, and it was Elizabeth like got her what her Mercedes was her her, her interior white white and black. I thought it was black for some. I didn't realize it. Yeah, because she's got the. Uh, is it the middle white and then the? I think I don't so. Even remember. I don't remember. I don't ever You're drive in it more than me. I I don't even. I, we always take my truck. I know that's true. Got to keep those miles off of it. All right, next up. Mm. Um. So Toyota. This was uh. Was this the second? I believe. Yeah, June second. 
So they debut, debuted all electric SUV concept in the U.S. So it looks like a to me it looks like a like a heavily modified like maybe a cross between the Rav and right. the if Highland. Take, Is you, it the Highlander or would you? Yeah, I think the Highlander and the Rav. Well, it almost has the Camry front with yeah. a Rav Four rear. I mean, I like the looks of it. Yeah, it looks really good. I think it has a really good look. So it's called the uh, BZ4X BEV concept. Uh, new all-wheel drive system packaged in a sleek SUV design. Electrified product portfolio to expand to around 70 models globally by 2025, including 15 new BEVs, which battery electric vehicles. So I'm assuming I'm assuming the electrified is probably hybrids. They're counting hybrids in there for the 70. Um, solidifies Toyota's global commitment toward carbon neutrality by 2050. So... What if it's a battery electric vehicle BEV? What other kind of electric? I think I think HEV, Yeah, hybrid, the, electric. hybrid electric. I think when they say seventy models, they're counting their hybrids oh, as well, gotcha. which they already have: Camry, Corolla, Rav Four, Prius. Uh, I think there's a Highlander, Sienna, Sienna. Like I mean, almost, they, almost every model um, yeah, is a hybrid. They have like hybrid options on almost everything, so they've already been doing that for a while it looks good i'll give them that it doesn't look good yeah why what is it with with all of the electric vehicles and these flat front ends because because they don't need to have a is it because they well i know there's no grill but it just seems like i think part of it's also for aerodynamics but a, i guess because it curves this way yeah. it, it splits it but yeah i guess it's just something you're not super used to yet yeah no i think it, i think it looks pretty 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 sleek um yeah Charge port, seems like they're putting it where everybody else is putting it, except for Tesla. Well, so it, it just makes sense to me to put it in the back where the gas was already at, because that way, if you back in, you're super close. But most people don't back in, in their garage. Yeah, I always back in just because I need to practice a lot. You're not confident doing it. You no, all those God, no, I'm three hundred sixty degree view, man. I'm I don't know. I just because like the when when Sandy Monroe did his video for the uh, was it was it was it was it the ID four, the VW ID four or was it the Maki -E that he couldn't charge it because it wouldn't reach the Maki -E. was it the Maki? -E? Mm -hmm. Did you so uh, kind of in the same lines? Did you guys watch that any of that video I sent with the Model Y road trip? So the one guy had the Model Y performance and needed they were going from, I think it was Nevada to um florida and the the other guy was driving a maki -E, and they both left at the same time and they just compared like how many charging stops they had to stop at because of course he was using the supercharger for the model y but then the maki -E was using the um electrify, electrify america. america and they there was there was plenty of uh stops but the maki -E wasn't um charging as fast or getting the same range necessarily. So it was an interesting video. Like he definitely was waiting on him at times um, because of either the charging speed or the range. Hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting. And he had a couple of times too where certain Elect Electrify America, like he would plug it in and then he would get something that came up on the Mach-E that said, please visit service center. Like the like it, the port wasn't connecting. I think it was more on the the connector on the mm. charger so, side, but because they would reset it a couple times and it would eventually work. 
and I know we've 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 covered this before of the you know like the standard uh, charging network yeah. like the USB-C. I mean USB-C is pretty much a standard now. Yeah, everybody's so, having their own. I mean, why why does everybody need their own charging network? Why does everybody need a different style charger? I mean, I I understand they want to build their own network and and yeah. oh this is the the toyota network this is the chevrolet network but but why why not go ahead and invest as a global company and say we can do better together one port one charging that standard. way everybody one, one can standard. everybody can use everybody's yeah i yeah, mean i mean it benefits the consumer be benefits it benefits us right it it's it, Right. Do you, I think in the next 20 years, we'll probably have that. But in the next 10, it's probably going to be a mess. Because <laughs> everything's different, right? Unless, or well, you have I mean, adapters. Or, I mean, think of how home automation is right now. It's, yeah, it's, it's a mess. A mess it's, it's a mess. Even if you try to stay on one, you can't even stay on one ecosystem for everything. It's just mm -hmm. not possible. No, I get it. Um, yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. Um, they didn't go into uh, a ton of detail, but they did show... Uh, few other angles um of it so yeah i think i think it i mean the interior looks way simplified right i do like how they have they got the center console but then they still have an lcd display above the wheel i really wish tesla would do that you what can't. are your thoughts on that having driven yours for about a week now no, no problem don't mind it at all you don't i mean it's not a big deal glancing over to see the speed and the stuff or or Nope. Something you get used to. Nope. Kevin and I were talking about that. You know, when I think about driving the Explorer or driving the Edge that I had, sometimes looking down at the speedometer, you know, the you know speedometer, the the font used for the gauges isn't necessarily always big or whatever. Or you know, you have you know ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, and what you know, just glance. It's nice, the size font that's used. On the corner of that display on the Model Y. Is it top left? Top left. It's plenty big enough, you know, and it's just right there. It's it's almost like just right in your peripheral vision. Right. You're you're still kind of keeping your eyes on the road, but I don't know. I like it a lot. Who who looks at their speedometer when they're driving? Well, uh, I don't. I think. <laughs> Well, you use I mean, cruise control all the time? No. Well, you feel I it. I just drive. Like, you feel it. Like, you just drive? I think I, once you get used to a route, you kind of feel you like you know like you know what's Unless speed I'm you're in Elizabeth's car. Yeah. And I'm like, I look down, I'm like, oh, I'm doing eighty <laughs> and a forty five. Whoa. <laughs> no, I I hardly ever look at my speed. Right. Ever. Do you ever use your mirrors? Or do you just drive? No, I always use my mirrors. So why would you always look at your speed and make sure you're not going to get a ticket? Probably because you're just used, you know what you feel like you feel like you you feel the speed. So I you don't drive for a living, son. <laughs> I'm used to it. I know what I'm doing. I have a class ACDL. Um, so <sighs> it says uh, Toyota already a leader in electrification. The company has taken a major step forward with the introduction of the Toyota BZ4X concept. The vision for the first of a global series of battery electric vehicles to be introduced under the Toyota BZ brand umbrella. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely got more hybrids than anybody else at this point. Um, roughly the size of a RAV4 
With the versatility to stand up apart from other BEVs, it will be well positioned in the sweet spot of the market, said Lisa Matarazzo, Group VP of Toyota Marketing. And the best part is, it's a Toyota. With the legendary quality, durability, and reliability, our customers you cannot. Uh, dude, I've had I had I've had Toyotas for the last sixteen years. Best, I mean, I, and I have nothing bad to say about them. Like as far as reliability and things like that. Now, granted, I'm sure everything probably goes through cycles, but um, I, if they had a fully electric vehicle that was even close to a Tesla, I probably would have bought. But Tesla is just so far ahead of everybody else in the software side of things. Yep. Software's where they got it, man. And yeah, you hear people complain about build quality gaps in the panels. Like that stuff is that's that's gonna get fixed. Or they will fix it if there's an issue. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is like, nobody's gonna catch them for a have, long time. Have in the you software ever side of seen it. the videos of the big threes where they're adjusting panel gaps and stuff on doors? Mm-hmm. They don't use tools most of the time. What do they do? You just have a guy that hangs on the door because he's been doing it so long. He knows what he needs to do to make that oh, door fit right. Gotcha. They're, so it's not like a robot thing or no? Anything. Do what? Yeah. And that's still that. That's that. that I don't know that, how that is. Okay. This was years ago, but still, if you Google search or YouTube, yeah, whatever you want to do, there's physically people. This. I mean, it I just stands out in my I mind. This guy, this guy shut the door. He looked at it. He opened the door. He hung on the door. Just shut bend it, again. Just bend it. Just, <laughs> bending just it. bend it. Well, you yeah. figure. I mean, the, as these the, the materials that they're building on have got lighter, but yeah, I don't see that Tesla's doing that. Hopefully, but <laughs> um, so this was jointly developed with Subaru. Uh, the Toyota BZ4X SUV concept features the new ETNGA BEV dedicated platform. So. I guess is Subaru going to use the same platform? The concept conveys Toyota's legendary quality, durability, and long-term reliability, QDR, term for it, in combination with all-wheel drive capabilities to achieve a driving experience that is both comfortable and engaging. Can you imagine like an all-wheel drive WRX, electric. all electric, just yeah. blasting out I mean, at I, like 1,500 horsepower? I, w- I will, I will uh, say that like I don't think of Toyota – as a driving experience that's like super engaging yeah it might be comfortable but none of the toyotas i've ever owned i've thought of like oh this is a driving experience like a bmw or a high-end car i mean i (laughs) I just don't think of them that way i loved my outback when i had it oh yeah i I loved it but i hated it in snow because (laughs) it never spun or i mean it was like no fun like you try to stuck. you try to try to you know just hit the gas but it would just like go it wouldn't yep. spin or <laughs> it was like well that's disappointing i and hope you, i have that problem in the tesla i hope it's not squirrely in the snow because the tire the the tires you have are they all weather mm-hmm. i don't think mine are nope they're not mine. tried to tell you now you got to buy a set of winter wheels are those pilot they have pi- all weather pilots the michelin pilots have all weather yeah. Are you going to pay someone to take your summer tires off and put them on your yeah. wheels? Or are you going to buy a set of su- of uh, winter-only wheels? I just won't drive them in the snow. <laughs> I'll drive the previous. There you go. <laughs> that thing is awesome in the snow. Sure it is. Um, a little skinny, itty-bitty. <laughs> Toyota envisions a future in which carbon neutrality wheels. is achieved through the pr- uh, practical marketization of 
a portfolio of products with advanced alternative fuel and zero emissions powertrain technologies. So this will be a part of a 15 dedicated battery electric vehicle fleet, I guess, if you will, including seven carrying the BZ, or Beyond Zero is what it stands for. Why would they do a lowercase b and a capital Z? Why wouldn't they just do grand moniker? In addition, Toyota intends to bring electrification to its pickup truck lineup in the near future, that 10 years. This diverse portfolio of electrified products will help propel Toyota towards its goal of carbon neutrality by 2050. That is the one, one, that is the one uh, model that doesn't have a hybrid, is the Tundra or the Tacoma. Yep. At least not unless they came out with one in the last few months, and I'm not I, aware of. I don't know. So, yeah, it's it's a good looking car. I'm just like, wondering it, 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 what it doesn't say is when it says it says beginning 2022. So I guess they're ramping up production now, but yeah, with sales planning, but it's going to be a pre order thing and yeah. be like, well, is know, it the, the lightning? And is it or or is it or is Toyota just going to do it the way they've always done it? They're just going to make them and put ship them to the. You know, because that's the that is that could be the one difference is whereas everybody else is doing like this pre order thing, which helps with the hype, I think. But Toyota's probably just maybe they're just going to do it the way they've always done it, and then they they don't care. Yolo, we're gonna Yolo it. I'm I'm sure there's always a method to the madness. I mean, you know, Toyota's been around forever, and you know, Honda has too. GM and Ford. GM and Ford. Subaru. Subaru. I mean, you know, you got all these people that are getting ready to step up. I mean, it's going to get, in, it's, it's going to get, it's going to get very interesting. And, and, you know, just with the, the big three stepping in, but now, you know, well, Honda's more, uh, hydrogen too, though, right? Yeah. I think they're, are they still sticking to that? I guess. I don't know. Uh, I, I actually saw a TikTok today of the guy, uh, that had a hydrogen Honda, and I know Toyota's they've have well at least concepts that they well, talked about. This is actually his car. He had there's a production model of it. Uh, apparently and he was issued a hydrogen card. Was this in um in UK? I I, I, I don't know. It it just showed this is how I have to do to fill up He's got to show that card. No, oh. he 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 parks plugs it in, makes sure it's secured. And then uh, puts his card in, and that card is issued with the car. Oh, and he it's, gets it's included. It's included with the car, mm. and then you probably pay a monthly fee or however yeah. you and use that's it. That's Honda or Toyota. I don't remember what it was. Because Toyota was the one that had hydrogen only in California and Hawaii. Yeah, or something. that's right. right. Well, maybe it was. Maybe it was. Let's but check it out. but it was a, it was pretty cool because you know he just hit this blue round button that said. You know the H H two whatever or H seven, hmm. whatever hydrogen is. He had that hmm. that weird nipple that sticks out from the car, that he puts the. No, it actually looked like a charge port huh. connector. Three, oh, three so caffeine. Hmm. What in the world? What are you doing? He's yelling. What, what time did you get up? Seven forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> time did you get up five you were what that, right after that weren't you that's mm-hmm. what time i get up every day what time well, do you have to be at work don't worry about that what time do you have to be at work i, need to, I need to be in the hospital at seven thirty. and what time do you gotta be at seven 
I leave uh, the house at 6.20 almost every day. What do you do in the morning? Is that like your, your me time? It's my me time. Then I have to get Madison ready for yeah, going true. to the, the neighbor's house. or what does, she do, what does she do in the summer? She go to the neighbor's? Sunday night, she stays with my mother-in-law. Tuesday, Wednesday, she stays with our neighbor. Thursday, she does go to Latchkey. And then Friday, she gets to stay home with mom because mom doesn't work on Fridays anymore. Oh, uh, okay. A lucky son of a... <laughs> Next up, we have from InsiderEVs.com. This was pretty cool. So it they, was very cool. They did this, uh, and this is like the second time they've done this. I think mm-hmm. they did it last year, too, I think, because there was a couple of comparisons. I like that they ran them till they were dead. Yeah, so they took 21 different electric vehicles. They charged them all up to the same level, and then they drove them on the same exact course, um, until they completely died, like not 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 until they said they needed charge, but until they just stopped. And of course, some of them went farther, so that means some of them had to go over different terrain because they went farther. Mm. But I mean, what else are you going to do? Unless you can yeah. find, you're not going to find, no, three or four hundred miles of flat road. <laughs> and, unless you're like running on a racetrack that's a quarter. Yeah, you know, that's no fun. No. So it says almost. All vehicles exceeded the claimed WLTP, which that's defined below. I don't remember it off the top of my head. I don't either. Range stated by the manufacturer in the summer EV range test. And again, this is summer, so if you know anything about EVs, you know the colder the weather, the worse the performance. Just because the battery packs have, they have to warm up, which I guess if you're pre-conditioning them, if you're in a garage and you have it plugged in, that can help. But they're just, they're not going to perform as well when it's super cold. Um, so here, there's a photo gallery links down below in the show notes. If you want to go check it out and blow these up, I'm not going to go into each one of them, but this is just pictures of them doing the tests. So the Norwegian automotive federation, NAF for short staged its second electrical vehicle, electric vehicle range test this year, tested 21 EVs, driving them all on a full charge of their batteries until they died on the side of the road. The goal of the test was not only to, to see the vehicle's actual real world range but also to see just how accurate the claimed wltp range really is that's down that i remember what that meant but it's like it's in here the press release provided to us by NAF says that 21 evs were driven until they stopped completely or shut down to measure the real world, real world range to test all cars equally the test drive was performed without preheating of neither cabin nor battery all cars drove the same route on the same day with similar style of driving and climate control settings. The route consisted of city driving, country roads, and highway speeds up to 110 kilometers. Uh, what's T? I don't know. Um, all, all cars have to cross at least one mountain pass. The cars with the longest range cross two additional mountain passes because they're going longer. The test focused on range, consumption, and a rapid charge time. I don't know. I, I never heard of most of these cars listed. So yeah, there was a lot of stuff in here that I had never seen either. Mm-hmm. So I, the only thing that I didn't agree with with this is what if you want an actual, like true hundred percent test, you have the same person. Oh, drive, drive each car. because your yeah. driving style might be similar to mine but it's going to be totally different. Mm-hmm. And and that would be the only way f- to get a true 100% test is 
I know how I drive. I know how my wife drives. You know. I know how my wife drives. I know how Joe drives. How do I drive? Uh, you leave people. Oh, my. <laughs> another story for another day. But, you, but that's what I'm saying. You know, all these were similar drive, but that's the only thing I did not agree well, with. This I guess they Maybe they, they were they all in it, autopilot. They they did it to the best of their ability. Maybe. But they sent, they tried to simulate all the different types uh, and, of and, driving conditions, too. And I was still pretty impressed with all the... the yeah. The... So it says... Um, outcomes. Outcomes of it. Yeah. Out of the total number of vehicles, only the Hyundai Kona had been previously range-tested by the organization. The other 20 were the Ford Mustang Mach-E, long-range all-wheel drive, um, Tesla Model 3 standard range and long-range... Oh, so the Mach-E was long-range all-wheel drive and long-range rear-wheel rear drive. drive. The, Mo- the Model 3 standard and long-range uh, Volkswagen ID3 Pro S and ID4, uh, the Skoda Enyaq, <laughs> the Polestar 2, which we've heard of, we've heard yes. of the, the Audi e-tron GT, Hyundai Iconic 5, Xpeng G3, that's the one over in China, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. BMW iX3, Mercedes-Benz uh, EQA. Have you seen the the... The BMW that runs around Monroe? No. Is it a... It's it's blue and... Is it the i5? I think it's the i5. It's but that's, not, that's a hybrid. That's not all electric. But it's still... It's oh, yeah. sexy. Well, my... One of the... My realtor, not my not my realtor, but the, other, the one of the people he works with has the i5. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Volvo C, C40X Recharge, the Citron EC4, Opel Mocha E... Fiat 500, Honda E, and Mazda MX-30. Um, we, yeah, there's a gallery. You can, if you go through that gallery, you can see the different ones. Um, their favorite seemed to be the BMW iX3 that they were able to drive for exactly 556.2 kilometers, 345.6 miles before it ground to a halt. This is 20% more than the WLTP claim of 106 miles or 66 miles more to be so it's 66 miles over it's rated so the wltp is kind of like the uh, epa estimates over in the u.s right i admit i thought i mentioned in here what that was it might down below i just forget um it says out of the 21 vehicles tested 18 exceeded the range according to the naf the three vehicles that didn't were the polster 2 the citron ec4 and the xping g3 that fell short by 3 5 and 12 kilometers Mm -hmm. Or 1.9, 3.1, and 7.4 miles. So not by a ton. Yeah. They're pretty close. But that but, could be somebody's driving style, too. Yeah. I mean. Unless you have the same exact person driving them. And even then, that's still going to vary. But right. I mean, you, they got to do the best they can. Well, and and are these people used to, to driving something that has regenerative braking? And, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other factors that can go into play here. But right. still, all in all, the... The numbers are are there, it, you know. Well, the and, thing I didn't understand, and I don't know if you guys caught this or not. Maybe I just missed something, or they misreported something. Um, if you look at the, uh, let me show this, uh, the actual uh, photo of the the results. So here's like there's two pages, of all the cars, and it gives you. Um, let me zoom in just so you can see for an example. So you got. If you look at the article, it says the Tesla Model Three Long Range was the overall was the overall winner winner according to the source, and it managed a very impressive six hundred and forty nine point nine kilometers or four hundred and six point nine miles. And then next was the Mach E with 
617.9 kilometers or 383.9 miles. But if you look at this graphic, the Mach-E's first. And it says 610 kilometers. I did not see that. For the WLTP, which is the estimated, the actual, which was... 617. So 617.9, which they said 617.9. But for the Model 3, it said 654.9. But this graphic has the Model 3 at only 612. So something... And this says 2020. So why didn't they put the 2021 numbers in here? Hmm. So they put the wrong information in this graphic. Yeah. So actually, if you go back to the article, I think it says like a sentence or two down. The source points out the Model Three is tested is the updated version with the 614 kilometer claimed up range, up from the pre-refresh models 580 so right, it does but they're saying 406.9 miles but this graphic does not say that it's it's the old one they didn't mm-hmm. update this maybe that's just uh, i don't know maybe they just didn't catch that i'm not sure hmm. but yeah if you want to the link to this is down below um in the show notes if you want to go and look at these but it lists them from best to worst which this lists the maki because it was you know According to this, it was the most, but according to the article, the the, the, the Tesla was. So something was wrong there for whatever reason. Um, and then you have the standard range and then all the way down to the Mazda, which was the worst. Now, granted, it still beat it, its estimated range, but it was just like they went from overall longest range to shortest range, which yeah. I, I, was, I was surprised by the Mach-E. Yeah, hitting that high, and that and that, and that's one of the reasons I was like, and that was the rear wheel drive. That wasn't even the old. I mean, I guess it, well, the it was more, more efficient because it's have still a lot more drag, still motor. Yeah. But you know, the the range that was said for the Lightning, I was like, eh, that ain't really the best. But then well, when but then when, when Ford, Marquez, Marquez, yeah, Marquez did, his. did his, and he was like, well, Ford. And it could get better. The technology could right. get a little bit better. I mean, better we're talking almost two. a year from now. Yeah. So. Mm. But, it, I mean, it's, it's that's good. And I wish they would. Have they done something similar to that in the U.S. as far as, like, somebody? I mean, I think I've we've seen stuff. Not, not that. Not that. Not uh, that broad. Yeah, no. not that many different cars. But um, is it because we don't have that many over here, really? Yeah. I think we've got a lot of those. There's probably at least half of them we have over here, but not all of those. Doesn't no. make it as cool if we have half of that right. list. That's true. Well, I mean, we're way behind in cell phone technology and everything else. Yep. So I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, but we are we're on the very cusp of of getting. Yeah. All the good stuff. Speak, it's just speaking of technologies, how are you liking your iPhone still, Joe? Like it? Yeah. I was really hoping they were going to announce during the WDC. Um, so you guys seen where, not to get, I mean, we're kind of done with that last topic, so I guess we can kind of diverge a little bit, but they seen where you can send a link for FaceTime to people that are on Android or whatever now. Why can't I do that with iMessage? Why can't I use web version of iMessage like please just add that that's all I want that's all I want like all the other stuff was cool but yeah it would be nice to be able to text from my desktop again I miss that a lot 
Because a lot of times I am sending, I'll be on Chrome, my desktop. I'll send, you know, because you can go up into the browser on the top right and you can say send to PC or send to device. Mm -hmm. And I can send it to my iPhone, which I have to open Chrome on my iPhone, which I use the default. That default is my default browser. So that I can, if I want to send it to you guys um, on iMessage, which I just wish I could open up a tab and go to iMessage on an HTML client. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why they won't do it. I mean, I, I get it, right? It's, it makes you use an iPhone. <laughs> uh, you get a MacBook. Mac, or, or an iMac. I thought about maybe getting an iMac Mini mm -hmm. and then just, and just hooking it up to my monitor in my office and I can just switch the input. Because my, my Bluetooth keyboard has three, has three, has a RF and two Bluetooth channels. <laughs> and then so does the mouse. So I could switch it if I wanted to switch back and forth. and I could be, I could edit videos and stuff up there too if I really wanted to. I mean, having that monitor to do it would be crazy. Yeah. But I don't know. How, how much are the M1 Mac minis? I don't know. Eight ninety nine. Is that that is there just one model? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I know. Just I'd have to look. Totally and see. made that number up in my head, but <laughs> I feel like eight ninety nine sounds about right. I'd have to see like what kind of performance they have for like Premiere and stuff, because my RTX thirty ninety just crushes Premiere. Uh yeah, I I can't imagine the M one. I don't know. I mean, if, if it's like thirty percent slower, that's okay. But like seventy eighty or more, like eh, I don't know about that. All right, next up we have from GameSpot.com. I haven't had a GameSpot article in a while. So the Senate passes a bill to improve semiconductor shortages with a $52 billion infusion. Um, so Chuck Schumer tweeted, the Senate just passed the U.S. Innovation and, Com and Competition Act, including my Endless Frontier Act. I didn't look up to see what that was. This, this legislation will set the United States on a path to out-innovate, out-produce, and out-compete the world and industries of the future. My problem with this is like we don't manufacture semiconductors in the U.S. at all. So how are we gonna? Not anymore, right? Like everything's, you know, Intel doesn't have any factories here to make uh, semiconductors. They might. Well, they might. So they, maybe they'll build. Future. Maybe they'll build. I mean, that's Where what I'm hoping. Go. Who? It says, over the past few months, a global semiconductor shortage has constrained the supply of countless different products from Ford F-150s, Ford Broncos, Ford Broncos, Ford Broncos, Nintendo Switches, PS5s, Xbox Series Xs. With few signs that the shortage will ease on its own, the U.S. government is now one step closer to implementing legislation aimed at alleviating the constraints and improving the availability of chips. You find anything? Um, just looking up. Sumco. What do they Corporation mean? manufactures electronic-grade silicone wafers for the semiconductor industry. In the U.S.? In the U.S. So they make the wafers. They don't make chips. Yep. Okay. Are there any chip manufacturers still in the U.S.? So are they? So why are we making the wafers in the Hold U.S. On. and sending them outside? So are they know. Ruffles? Oh. <laughs> Pringles. They're flat. Well, the Pringles are kind of curved. Yeah. But <laughs> Called the U.S. Innovation and <laughs> Competition Act, the bill passed the Senate this week with an unusual bipartisan support. 68 senators voted for the bill compared to 32 against, easily clearing the 60-volt threshold uh, necessary to avoid a filibuster. The bill allocates $52 billion for the semiconductor industry alone, in addition to an array of other investments in the technology industry. Over $200 billion is directed at technology incentives initiatives in total. The semiconductor shortage has been felt particularly acutely in the PC gaming space as those looking to build new PCs or buy pre-built ones have had a hard 
time uh, or had had to contend with skyrocketing prices and extensively scarce scarcity, extensive scarcity in GPU and CPU chips. Have you seen all like the the videos of where uh, places get in like a couple video cards and there's like a mass people yeah. to just try to get one? Yep. This bill, if passed into law, may help with these constraints by focusing on building up semiconductor production capacity in the United States. Today, the vast majority of semiconductors are made in foundries in Southeast Asia. That's what I thought. So even even if they pass this, which, you know, it still has to go through and be passed uh, by the House. Um, but did, didn't you say that you read an article or whatever that... Uh, if they started today, it would still it, it, take it takes two, about two years to build a new. So I, 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 I mean, I hope they pass it and it helps, but because the demand's not going to go away, yeah, no. it's just going to get worse and worse. It's not going to relieve it anytime soon. So it's, I mean, this this needs to happen, but it's still not going to fix anything quickly. Right. Um, it says one of the biggest changes in the bill is a massive expansion in the role of the National Science Foundation, greatly expanding the NSF NSF's budget. The NF Innovation and Competition Act would also establish a new NSF office to oversee targeted investments in high-tech area, high areas, including artificial intelligence and robotics. Hmm. Uh, this bill is not without controversy, however. Much of it's geared toward direct competition with China, which has rapidly advanced in AI, semiconductor, and robotics technology research over the past few years. Some opponents suggest that the bill is overly targeted at great power jockeying with the Chinese government. Um... Uh, Others, most notably Senator Bernie Sanders from Vermont, have argued the billions of dollars in investment to already large semiconductor firms would not be effective or equitable. I mean, we've needed, I mean, unless they're going to, we need them to build these uh, facilities here in the U.S. That's that's how you make it better. I mean, is that going to raise prices? Well, guess what? The prices are already going up because the demand is crazy mm -hmm. and we don't have enough supply. Um. So if we're making the wafers here, then we should be doing the other steps here as well. So, like I said, it has to, it still yeah. has to, it's going to the House now. So the House of Representatives has to pass it. You know, there may probably be some debate and things like that. <clears throat> um, but Senate, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said he's, he's going to work closely with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to pass it quickly. If successful in the House, which it needs only a simple majority to pass the bill would then head to Biden's desk, which I'm assuming yeah, that's going to get signed if it gets oh, yeah. there. So, so I wonder if we ever did do the chip production here. I, since we do the wave, I'm production sure we did. Here. I thought Intel had a facility in the U.S. at one point, but I could be completely wrong on that. And I thought, like, I mean, because you figure Motorola, like all the cell phone chips, mm -hmm. and Samsung. I mean, which those are all over, um, in, in China. Um, I I just don't I don't know if other than maybe Tesla I think maybe t does Tesla make their chips in the U.S. because they make their own they used to buy know. Nvidia chips the self driving chips used to be Nvidia chips and then they made their own Tegra the Tegra chip but now I don't know if those are produced in the U.S. they might not be Kevin do you know and then um Nvidia makes all their chips mm -hmm. in uh, other countries probably China Asia. I mean, it will strengthen the U.S. To, but, if we have some of them being made here. Yeah. and But how much more will that add to the price because of labor laws and, and manufacturing laws that we have in the United States? I, yeah, I, I'm not going to contend that it wouldn't, but 
I don't think that it w- it's going to go up anyway. Right. Well, if, if we don't do something, um, the prices are going to get... Yeah, because the demand is going to keep getting worse yeah. and worse. And, and the demand's at, never going to go away. Yeah. It's just going to keep escalating at this point. Plus, we're at the mercy of the foreign governments, foreign governments making, oh, well, you need this and we have it. And so, I mean, and, and, and it makes it makes sense to, to, to bring stuff to the U.S. to... To make it, I mean, yeah, I mean, you see, you see Toyota and I think even Ford and others, they're bringing manufacture a lot of not a lot, but parts of the manufacturing process back. I mean, heck, there's I think Ford or I think it was is it Toyota, right? They they have uh, was it the Camry? I think it's pretty much 80 90 percent made in the U.S. and they have a they they've brought a lot back to the U.S. Even, even Kia, I mean, they and have Kia that too. huge they have a huge manufacturing place down in Georgia. Yeah. It's it's it's. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have manufacturing places in other countries, but I think we should just have them here too. Um, I think it would help diversify the supply chain mm-hmm. for for everyone, not just the U.S. It, well, because we could help, we could sell, we could export that to other countries if we were manufacturing enough, and it would help boost well, our economy as well. It, it's also like you know all the EVs that are starting here. You know, you get the the competition, which helps uh, create in, innovation, and then you get your prices to come down a little bit. Right. So I mean, I mean there's there's a reason Apple is making their own silicon now, mm-hmm. and may, maybe it didn't start because of supply chain concerns, but I'm sure it's probably going to help them in the long run. Well, yeah. oh, you yeah. can now, it- granted, they're still outsourcing that manufacturing; they're designing their own chips, and but there's still somebody else making them, but. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, and and it may have already been announced. I'm just not aware of it. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't bring it in house and start making it in their own factory. That's what I was telling Kevin that you know the Tesla needs to bring it all in house because I think they're if, if you they're think starting the to for some of it. Apple but. went through going from their X12 or whatever the last like chip was before the M1. M1 yeah. Like how was it much the, better the Bionic, the M1, the Bionic twelve, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Like the M one was such a leap forward yep. because it's all so tightly integrated. Yep. Like Tesla well, would totally benefit from having all of that just in one chip. Well, every everybody would benefit from it. Yeah, true. I mean, in, in the long run, I mean, yeah, I think you're going to see less and less of of a ch- the chip com- commodities like. You're always going to have that, right? Because you're going to have like a ubiquity router or something like they just want to buy a chip and they're just going to, they don't want to make their own silicon. Right. It doesn't make any sense. But, but for like Tesla, like that's why they made, they made their own chip for the neural process, the neural net processing for mm-hmm. the AI, the, for the self driving. But they still have a lot of other things that use other chips that they don't make. But mm-hmm. can they combine that all into one chip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most likely. They, and they may be already working on that because of this issue. I mean, I'd, I'd say that the next four or five years, we're going to see all kinds of stuff because companies aren't going to, you know, they've relied on this external manufacturing and now it's hurting them. So yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of stuff potentially come back in-house um, for some things. We'll see. All right. Last up, we have uh, the 7-Eleven to add, and I seen where they revised this. I don't know if you caught that, Matt. Um, I guess initially 
they said they were going to have 500 charging stations and it's 500 charging ports. So they, if they have 10 charging ports per, per station, then it's 50 it's, stations, it's not necessarily 500, yeah. but they didn't specify like how many or anything like that that I seen. So we just don't know. Yeah. But I'm still glad they're doing it. Yeah. Well, hopefully, like we get Speedway or BP and others catching on well, to this because that's what we need. But honestly, it, I see there being like maybe three at a gas station, or or it'll or be like two, two. Like, yeah. or, you know. or be like Walgreens that has one. You know? Yeah. Oh, do they have one? The one in Franklin does, but yeah, my mom's house. So this was from TechCrunch.com, and it says 7-Eleven to install 500 EV charging ports by the end of 2022. Um, and I didn't, I don't remember. Is this is this U.S. based? Are they only U.S. based or nope. are they? They're all over the place. It says convenience stores are ubiquitous and they sell the vast majority of gas pur- uh, purchased by consumers in the United States. But as more Americans transition to electric vehicles, a major reason people visit convenience stores will disappear. I agree. Um, industry giant 7-Eleven is looking to capture this growing market of EV drivers. The company said Tuesday it will install 500 direct current fast charging ports, 250, so that's two, about, yeah, yeah, two across North America by the end of 2022. These charging ports will be owned and operated by 7-Eleven, as opposed to fuel uh, at its filling stations, which must be purchased from suppliers. We've talked about this. How many times have we talked about this? This is what we need had happened. So, mm-hmm. are are they are they looking into the future and saying, okay, well, we have these big canopies, might as well go, yeah. you know, solar or, you know, some yeah, some some other wind wind turbine, or if they have a a river biome. I mean, I mean, the possibilities yeah. are endless for renewable energy to supply what they need to do these things. And and just, I think a very important thing here that I want to make sure that it's that I stated again is that um, these ports will be owned and operated by Seven Eleven as opposed to the fuel that they get for their stations, which they have to purchase from other right. suppliers. So. I don't know, like, what the margin is on fuel. I, I assume it's very, very slim. Mm-hmm. That's why they have these convenience stores. Well, yeah, they're they're, they're making, making their money off of when, when people come inside and buy. Oh, the big gulp. Big gulps mm. and the hot dogs. Taquitos. And the uh, coffees. And the middle light, you know. Um, Truly. They're making money off of the convenience stores. They're not making money off the gas. Mm-mm. So if they're buying the electricity at the normal rate, then and they're marking it up a little bit so they're probably going to make a little bit like it's it's not going to be a ton of money but it's going to be more than they're making off gas probably yeah but if they're not having to buy electric because they're installing solar or but or there's some kind of government incentive that will come out in the future that will incentivize them to make and then they'll actually make more money because of their getting this incentive because there's we incentivize we incentivize oil today so why can't we do that for you know this as well my my fear is that is this is this enough like i don't think they're anticipating the growth in evs no. and there's going to be like wait there's always going to be a wait at these places because there's only going to be two ports they someone has to know oh. i mean someone has to be <laughs> well, it's, paid it's, enough nobody to run wants the nobody wants to make the investment yet it's like they want to wait until it's already too late and then they and then catch up well, I don't know because you know, the the article we had what one or two episodes ago where Tesla was building these pre-done stations where they just 
well, go and yeah. drop them in. I mean, that's the risk. Is like if they if they f around and find out, it might be too late. Like it might be too little, too late because Tesla's already got a corner because they they can drop these things in. I mean, when I watched that long range Model Y road trip video, mm-hmm. like he stopped at a ton of different superchargers, probably. 12 or 15 different ones because he was going halfway across, almost all the way across the country. Mm-hmm. Like there was one that was in the Arby's parking lot. There was one that was in like, um, I mean, they're, they're all over the place. Like they're already developing these partnerships. Like if Tesla were to sign an agreement with a Speedway or a BP or even McDonald's, like there's a McDonald's off of every exit almost. Yep. Like there's, there's more Walmart. McDonald's. There's more McDonald's and Walmarts probably than there is ga- almost as ga- as there is gas stations. Like, yeah. if they were to actually sign a deal with that, and every time one of these new ones were built, and they threw in their, you know, the yeah. bank of the charger, like, dude, the gas stations will be obsolete in twenty years. Or I mean, Kroger's, and if you think about it, I mean, that's what if I were working at Tesla, that's what I'd be trying to do. I'm. And I'm sure there's someone out there trying to do that too. Could be. They could be. I mean, that stuff could be in the works. Who knows? Um, I mean, just think about it. We're three random guys that like tech, and we, we just don't have, have any that. money. Well, Rando yeah. guys. We we know people though. We don't have any. I don't, don't, have have any, money. I don't know anybody that's got investment capital. <laughs> yeah. I don't know um, anyone has money like that. Many charging stations from some of the country's largest providers like EVgo, ChargePoint, or Tesla Supercharger Network are located in a patchwork of parking lots adjacent to shopping malls or retailers like Target. But a major draw of convenience stores like 7-Eleven is that they are already located in areas adjacent to highways or major roads, so they may have a leg up in, in attracting drivers. I agree. Um, they may have another advantage in choosing to install DC fast chargers as opposed to slower level 2 chargers. I agree as well. The majority of convenience retailers are designed for quick in and out service around the time it takes to fill a gas tank. Many don't offer temperature-controlled places to sit, so a long charging time would likely pose a problem for drivers while older EV models are limited by the amount of kilowatt charges they can accept. Uh, so the output rate of the charger is inconsequential or how long it, to how long it takes to charge a battery. Newer vehicles can accept a wider range of charging rates. But think about the tech that's here right now in our range yeah but in five years it's going to be double it's going to be double so or so, at least or, at least exceeding or i think in or, five years almost every ev will be at least matching or exceeding an ice vehicle right so this really wouldn't matter in long run because yeah. you'd be in and out well because they can continually upgrade those but stations you, but you still need to if the number of EVs on the road is going up, right? Yeah, you still need to have a number of charging spots. Yeah, growing along with that. I, right. Yes, I agree. But with the amount of, I mean, how many times have you had to wait at a gas station to get gas? Rarely. Well, I don't because Rarely. when I pull off on that that exit, there's, there's four gas stations right, right yeah. there. That each so one if, has ten pumps. So if if those four gas stations have four EV chargers. That's a good point. And it only takes 10 minutes to get you 80% from whatever you're at. Yeah. Then 
No, it won't You're, be that bad. It won't be that bad. No. You'll be in and out. Well, that's if they all kind of adopt this same mentality. You know, yeah. when when I was talking about getting my Y, we were, were leaving on vacation soon. Yeah. And I was like, I would have it by then. Okay, it would take me so X amount of stops. And she was like, well, that's way more than getting gas. I'm like, yes. I'm like, yes, but when you go get, to get, get gas, you're not in and out. I, I'm sorry. You got a car full of people. Bathroom. Somebody, somebody's, somebody's. It's 15 minutes at least. At least, if not more. Well, the cool thing about the Tesla is that you can sit there and play a video game. You can watch Netflix. You can. I mean, I'm not trying to make up for the fact that you got a charge, but it's a di- it is a different mentality. And mm. but it'll it'll become a norm it's before gonna get, we know and it, and it's going to get better much faster than uh, the adoption of any other technology, probably. I think. And it, it says like as charging infrastructure or lack thereof remains one of the largest barriers to EV adoption, planned buildouts for mainstream retailers like the one announced by Seven Eleven can help reduce. Some consumer consumer hesitancy over EVs. The 500 charging ports will join 7-Eleven's existing network of 22 charging stations, which are located in 14 stores across four states. Um, yeah, and it says the last note was that they updated the story because originally they said 500 um, individual stations, and it's 500 ports, which like two at each one, so 250 stations. So, but like if they if they do it right and they plan it right and they make it upgradable then they can keep right. growing it. And 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 I think you'll you'll soon start to see more of this. No because I mean it'll, yes. it'll just be there. I mean yeah. Well, it so. only benefits like if if you pull in, if you pull off of an exit and there's no gas stations that offer a, a charging port. There's no chargeless or charger Tesla superchargers on that exit, but there's a McDonald's a Wendy's. I mean, usually almost every exit is a McDonald's, a Wendy's. What else? Cracker Barrel. I mean, Waffle House or if if Steak Hut if Wendy's has super if Wendy's has electric chargers, where are you going to go and eat? Wendy's. I mean, so it. I think eventually we'll start seeing these. Re- as, I mean, if they're not already thinking about this, they're come idiots. on, people. Well, they're, see, get on. They're it. idiots if they're not already thinking see, about this. Five years ago, I wanted to to start I, I doing know. green. You told the story like twenty I, times. I know, but. It it nobody no. nobody wants to. Adopt well, I think it. from a public parks perspective, it's not as important as like. But if they would do it, like, well, the outlet malls have some, but those are really slow, aren't right. they? Right. But well, I'm, same I'm just way saying, as if like, the zoo. like McDonald's and Wendy's or the or or the other big chains, if they're if somebody isn't already thinking about this, I got it. Uh oh, I got it. Oh, there it is. Wait, do we need to? <laughs> not tell the no, we can tell the people. Chick-fil-A needs to get in on this because they just have it done. Have you ever ordered oh, yeah. from Chick-fil-A? They'd have it done it, tomorrow. It's just done. But yeah. could I fill up on Sundays if I needed to? It's Chick-fil-A. All, they, you it's, it, yeah, you, you can't get any though. food, but you could you could charge. It, it would be automated. So, yeah, you could charge. Just go. Okay. As long as I can charge on Sundays. All I can say is, these these uh, energy companies, gas stations, fast food companies, retailers like a Walmart, Target, like if they're not thinking about this and planning for it already, you're you're doing something wrong. But just this just like kind of popped into my head. Oh God! How often are you having to charge when you're just out and about? 
No, no, it's not. It's not about that. It's it's road tripping. It's only road tripping. So let's say you take one vacation a year. Yeah. So the the more options you have, the better. Right. Well, here's the problem. You guys correct me if I'm wrong because I think you looked into this more. I don't know about you, Matt, but the Tesla only shows you superchargers. Correct. It doesn't show like you have to download another app on your phone Mm -hmm. if you want to get charging information for other things outside of the supercharger network. Correct. But which you, is you, unfortunate in my opinion. I think that's unfortunate. But do you have to have different is is there a kit out there that you can buy that has all the different charging? I think so. Is, is that something that you have to carry around? I don't know about for every single charger, right. but I think like Electrify America, there's an adapter. Um maybe some of the like the E V Go maybe, but um but mm-hmm. I think Tesla like I think I mean they're they said they're gonna double the charging network in the next year, right? Isn't that what they said? The te- the supercharger network, they're going to double it? Where'd you hear that at? I thought they said they were going to go from 5,000 to 10,000 by the end of next year. Didn't they say that? In in the in the video last night? No, no, no. Like that it was a it was a while back when oh. we were reading. It was like the beginning of the year where they, they were saying that. Maybe maybe Man, that's ambitious. I'm well, pretty sure because weren't they around sure 5,000 in the US and they said they were going to double that? We'll look, we'll, we'll look that up, but I th- I'm pretty sure that's what they said. Is that 5,000 ports updated to 10,000 ports? <laughs> well, which is still a lot. I don't even I mean, think I don't I don't even think there's a Tesla supercharger site without most of them are at least what four stations. What well, what was that one up there? Eight that we probably went to? yeah easily, yeah Inglewood In Inglewood hmm. supercharging. I don't know if it'll say it on their side, but so they have twenty five thousand Global. globally. Yeah. Um, so here's the U.S. map. That's a lot. That that's still global though. That twenty five thousand is still just global. Yeah, I thought. Where was the update? Oh, look, it's my car. Mm-hmm. Trip planner. You can apply to install a supercharger at your business property. Oh, there you go, Darren. Uh, hey, Wendy's and McDonald's. Um, but where's the actual? Here we go. Tesla. Tesla has now released its 2021 update to the map, adding many new stations in the process, as well as removing some that were previously shown as planned and updating the timelines for many more station stations. This is from Electric. Uh, here's the global map. Currently in operation. Rough timeline. Uh, I don't see any numbers for the new ones, though. I thought that was I read that somewhere. Wonder that, what all the great, uh, wonder what all the grade ones are. Is the future? I think or? those are the planned ones. Yeah, gray gray dots represent planned, but it doesn't say how many. Is there anything? About, I guess it's not really showing you. You can't move that around, can you? I don't know. There's still a lot in the United States, and up in BC, and Conda. Uh, let's see if we can find another. 
Yeah, it just says hints at massive or aggressive expansion. Yeah, I thought I read it somewhere. We have to go and check that. So, out, the, we can find so it. this article, how many Tesla supercharger locations are there in the United States in 2021? Mm-hmm. There are 986 Tesla supercharger locations in the United States as of March 18th, 2021. But they have 25,000 globally. The state with the most number of Tesla supercharger locations California. is California with 203. That seems low. Like the overall number. Florida has that. 61. New York has 52. Ohio has four. Uh, I don't think they have many. But apparently you can like download the... the where are all these at if they have 25,000 globally and there's only 1,000 in the U.S.? Where's the other 24,000? Asia. That's a lot. I don't know. I mean, granted, they're, they're a lot more airy to cover. Right. Yeah, we'll have to look that up because it doesn't say. I I thought I read somewhere that there was 5,000. I thought they said there was 5,000 in the U.S. And then you're saying there's only nine something, 900 and something? That's what that article said. That was so. Again, it could be ports mm, or something, okay. or that could be chargers, not ports. I don't know. Mm. Definitely some discrepancies there. Yeah, it says. Uh, it seems kind of hard to find the information. They have ninety-three stations under construction and another hundred and twenty in the permitting phase, but this was. Uh, May of last year, so who knows? Yeah, I'll have to see if we can find some info on that. Anyway, that's uh, all the articles for this week. 27 so, in the books. Um, Darren, you'll be on vacation next week. Yep. Well, Friday. Or a week after next, sorry. Yeah, yeah two week weeks. Two so weeks. in two weeks, you'll be on vacation. Mm-hmm. So our next so we're going to go ahead and we're going to push our next show for three weeks out. So July 2nd will be our next show, and then that will give us three shows in July. So the 2nd, the 16th, and the 30th of July. Woo! Woo! So so no show in two weeks. We'll be back in three weeks on July 2nd. Uh, Thank you very much for watching. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, we appreciate you very much. If you want to see the video version... Go to our Facebook or our YouTube pages. You can find those links at dwbshow.com. Um, if you want to see all of uh, Matt's weird faces, that's the weird, that's where to go to do it. Um, check out our new episode, our new series uh, of Beer Drop Review. We're going to film episode three here in just a little bit. That'll be up uh, early next week. We greatly appreciate it. Love you guys. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Ah, great weekend maybe the cicadas will be gone by the next podcast i hope so maybe i had about a thousand on me tonight or at work today it was horrible done with them all right see you guys bye bye and gals